You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MSD3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odds says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Hispanic Institute's radio. So at that point... All of the women had grown giant bird beaks. Now the ice cream cart was on fire and I couldn't get any of them the frozen yogurt they were screaming for. So then, hey, I, are you still even listening to me? What, what? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I uh, guess I sort of zoned out. How, how could you not be completely enraptured? I was telling you about this totally sweet dream I had. Oh, yes, and those are always so interesting. What? What could you possibly be thinking about that could be more interesting than my dream? Unless, did you have a dream where the bird women didn't want frozen yogurt? Because I've always wondered what would happen if that happened. What would they want instead? See, that's part of it. You've had the exact same strange reoccurring dream every night for the last how many nights? How, how, how did you know that? Because you insist on telling me about it every time. Well, I figured you were interested in what's going on with me. To be fair, it is weird. Like, when the bird women are all like, wicker baskets, pancakes, pancakes, that part is weird. Yeah, sure, fine, but that's not my point. Can you pinpoint the first time you ever had that dream? Ah, gee, well, it, it started about the time we had to escape the orbit of Earth to get away from that murderous AI. I... Assume that the dream is just some sort of stress reflex reaction to the fact that we're now hurtling at millions of miles an hour through the emptiness of deep space. Right, uh, which is the logical explanation, right? Well, yeah. Exactly. Haven't you noticed a lot of extremely illogical things? Oh, sorry. Haven't you noticed a lot of extremely logical things happening lately? Uh, yeah. I mean, events resolving to a logical conclusion is, well, kind of why they call it logic, right? If the illogical conclusion were the logical one, then the inherent flaw in the original argument was that the illogical conclusion was indeed logical to begin with. Sure, but this is just beyond some philosophical argument of logic. We're two human beings traveling through uncharted space. The amount of dislogic that we experience every day should be more mind-boggling. I mean, we're constantly faced with sets of circumstances that no human being has ever been subjected to before, so we have absolutely no point of reference as to what is logical and what isn't. Yet the dangerous or otherwise abnormal situations always seem to wrap themselves up in a way that seems too convenient. Hmm. I've never really considered that, but I guess you could be right. I mean, if you think about it, it actually does start to get a little weird. Like that time when... Hey guys! Wanna play a game of zero-G bowling? Not now, Nobot. I feel like we may be on the verge of something here. Oh, pish-posh-wish-wash. It just sounds like you guys are just talking in circles. Let's bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. I know. 
And I'll even set up the pins first, then we can... No, no, no. See, this happens too. When we start doing something other than our daily menial tasks or silly diversions, Nolbot comes in to give us something else to do. I just want to hang out and have fun with you guys. Or distract us from what we were just talking about. Okay, now you're just sounding crazy. I mean, he sounds crazy, right, sir? I guess, I mean, he kind of has a point. Don't you go crazy on me too. What is this, the X-Files? Should I call you Mulder and Scully? Oh wait, or am I the Smoky Man? Or Agent Doggett? Or maybe Special Agent Spender? Is that what you want? Do you want me to be Special Agent Spender? Uh, uh whoa, 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 whoa. No one said anything about that. Yeah, yeah, we, we would never do that to you. Listen, if you guys don't want to hang out with your pal, that's fine. I have other stuff to do. Go back to your weird conspiracy or whatever nonsense you were going on about. <laughs> no, what? Don't be like that. This just seems... Important. Oh, don't worry. I can take a hint. <sighs> that was brutal. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, but now we can go back to what we were talking about. I think we need to start by going back over all the strange experiences we've had since we left the Earth's orbit and see if we can pick out any similar threads. Then we'll start kind of going over... Hey! Hey! I thought you were mad at us. Oh, I am. I just thought you guys should know that it's time to do your audio log. See? See? Here it is again. Another interruption. No! He's right. And I'm not really interested in ever finding out if the pain motivators are still functioning or not. Okay, fine. But once we're done, we're going to have this talk. Hey, so let's talk about uh, this week's episode. Okie dokie. Is it Season 2, Episode 6, The Ring of Terror? Yes, it is. The One Ring of Terror. The One Ring of Terror? Oh, no, I... Got that confused with the Lord no. of the Rings. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, Gollum's fan fiction. <laughs> oh, I wish we were on Earth. I really want to see the Hobbit. Yeah, of, that sounds. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like what they did uh, to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, where they split a book into into multiple parts. It didn't need to be split, or maybe it did. <laughs> well, that way you get all the songs uh, that Tolkien painstakingly wrote. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the the part where uh, where Bilbo Baggins and Hermione go to uh, yeah I remember to Harry's that. birthplace. Yeah, you have to fight the snake. Oh, in Jerusalem. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Dumbledore and uh, Bilbo Baggins have to go and uh, find the part of the Horcrux from that cup, and that's when they meet Gollum and find the ring. Mm-hmm. I only understood about half of what you said right there. Was it the Hobbit stuff? No, the Hobbit stuff I understood. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was. Sorry. Okay. Well, that's fine. So let's talk about the uh, the single ring of terror. Sure, let's do it. Uh, pre-commercial segments. Yes. Immediate movie side. Oh, we got movie side! But, oh, Joel. Yep. You goose. You got, you got the wool pulled over your eyes. It was the bots playing a goof on him. Yep, Joel was the Steven. He was. He was. He was the mook. Yep. That was a pretty good goof, though. They yeah, got him good. They did, because he, yeah. he went down the chute and everything. Really, though, he's been conditioned to do that. He hears yeah. that noise and sees the lights flash. Like, mm-hmm. it was for his own. Like, if if you were in a building and someone, you know, sounded the fire alarm, and every other time they'd done that, it wasn't a drill, it had actually been a fire. Like, if you worked in, like, a fire store. Okay. And uh, you heard a fire alarm sound. You'd sure. know that, you know, one of the fires had gotten out. Oh, oh. But what? wait, no, 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 hold on a second. What if you worked in the fire alarm store? 
Well, how then, would you uh, differentiate between the fire alarm that is in the building and one that maybe you're just showing off to like a customer? The fire alarm store would be the worst store because there would always be one fire alarm low on battery. Oh, no. And so you'd have to walk around and be like, is it this one? Like, I have trouble. When I was back on Earth, I had trouble in my house. I had, like, three of them. And when one was beeping, I was like, all right, which which one? Yeah. Which one is it? No, I, I, I absolutely, I'm so glad that we just took all the smoke detectors down up here. Oh, yeah. I mean... So- <laughs> Yeah, you, everyone it? knows you can't make fire in space. There's I, no oxygen. No, that's yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. And really, if there's a fire, we just all we both get in the same closet, mm-hmm. uh, put a towel into the door, and then vent the ship. Right, and as long as you're standing underneath a, of a doorway anyway, that protects you, as far as my understanding of fire goes. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, is you touch the doorknob first, that way you don't get backdraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the invention exchange. Okay. The uh, the mad started it up this week. Well, Frank, he's giving himself some uh, some nitrous oxide, looking like he's enjoying himself. Yeah, he d- it's a uh, he does a uh, blue velvet reference. Oh yeah, I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's really good. Dennis Hopper's like a super freaky character who walks I around know. with a uh, nitrous oxide. Yeah, and it's the most Dennis Hopper movie, uh, dense Dennis Hopper movie ever made. I uh, I think Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> They're That's both actually the most John Leguizamo dense movie ever made. That's true. Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, The Summer of Sam. Yep. <laughs> sure. That's a bad So movie. anyway, he does the Blue Velvet uh, reference, and then uh, they knock him out. And the the, the whole premise is that uh, Dr. Forrester is going to perform op- uh, amateur surgery on him by putting yeah. like a giant operation game table over right. him. The Milton yeah. Bradley game. Yeah. Which okay, when did when did this start? This is, this is a question that I had when I was watching this. Sure. Um if today a popular TV show wanted to reference a board game, they would either have to pay Milton Bradley like, you know, 5 million dollars for the mm. rights to put the name of the game or the likeness of the game in the show or they would just make up a different one where it was like medical procedure, the game. Yeah, yeah or or like uh you know, scrubbing in or something like that, like a fun, <laughs> fun, fun named game. And it would be slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So when did that change? When did when did we become the society of litigation? Jeez, I don't know. Uh, I would say approximately 1992, January 22nd. Okay. So immediately after the show was aired, Milton yes. Bradley was like, "Hey, yeah." They're like, "Wait a minute, our coffers could be full." Yeah, you can't make that obviously out of like cardboard and sharpie yeah and use it in your show no yeah i thought it was a pretty good prop actually yeah it was it was a good prop i kind of wish i had one and i would wear it uh to the halloween party that we're going to be having with well we have you have time and you have cardboard um that's true but the scissors are up they're all safety scissors and that's, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of weird. It's hard to cut cardboard with those. It's hard to cut anything. Yeah, that's true. What about the plasma torches? I mean, oh. that may be going a little overboard, but it gets hmm. the job done. It does. We may want to reinstall one of the smoke detectors <laughs> before you do that. Yeah, but then it'll just be beeping. It's Within true. six months, it'll just be beeping. Oh, we could just take it down after you're done cutting cardboard with a plasma torch. Oh, true. Okay. All right, let's no. do that. 
Okay, so Joel's part of the invention exchange. Um, he also had a medical-themed invention. He yep. used some fluoroscope parts to peek at his innards. Yeah. He swallowed a, uh, a barium meatball. Yeah, which... And, uh, a science he, term known as bolus, which is uh, food that has been chewed to the point of being able to be swallowed. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's what they... He plays pin bolus. That makes more sense now. Yeah, and... Mm. Um, Boy, he had to kind of explain what a bolus was, so yeah. you know it kind of. Mm. But the 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 prop was really cool. I, I liked seeing his little kidneys. Yeah, uh, they were the, the uh, yeah bolus the flabber. Around. Yeah, and then uh, it was implied that once the game, when the ball was you know went down into the done playing part of the pinball table, what is that called? Like uh, the uh, game over slot. Yeah. Which was apparently his butt because then he pulled the uh, the barium meatball out and was like, "Here yep. it is." <laughs> kind of weird. It was weird. Butt jokes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So that was the invention exchange. It was a good invention exchange. Yep. I like the quality of the props this season for invention exchange. Yeah, they've been good. They were real good. Yeah, although the ones last season were pretty good too. No, they were. They were too. I yeah. Know. Okay, let's talk about segment one. Okay. More drawings. I love I love drawings when they when yep. they use cards. Um, it's the old school, and the old school is of course the the running gag during this episode is that the people in this movie. There's no way that they're med students who are twenty something years old. They're they're clearly <laughs> very old people. Yes, yeah, thirties, um, thirty. Oh, 40s. more than that. So yeah. uh, I mean, uh, it's kind of like how every high school show ever made. Uh, this just like twenty eight year old beautiful people. Um, supposed to be perpetually in their senior year of high school, right? Um, with uh, one notable exception that I could think of off the top of my head, which is Freaks and Geeks. Yes, that's true. Hey, uh, uh, MST3K tie in there. Yeah, um, Mr. Uh, J. Elvis Weinstein. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he write some some on that uh, beloved yet short loved television program? I'm pretty sure he did. Because he's great. He is. He's a good guy, yeah. man. So yeah, I, love yeah, that. I, wanna, I wish I, I wish I could give him a hug from space. Yep. Maybe we should guy. send down some robots to hug him. Okay. There's no way that could go wrong. There's nothing that could go wrong with that. Yeah. This is how Skynet started. <laughs> Two well-intentioned guys just sending, wanting to give uh, robo hugs. Yeah, sending some hugging robots. <laughs> hug with me if you want to live. <laughs> that's a, that's good. a quote. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I know. Like it. Thank you. Second theater. <laughs> uh, the second theater segment is uh, they're they're recreating this the the uh, I, it's kind of an autopsy scene or, or an anatomy med school anatomy class. You know where the the doctor professor is just chopping up a, a cadaver. Yep. And the, you know and they're recreating the scene from the movie and they're using a uh, uh, an upright vacuum named Mister Hoover. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. And I, I liked. It. I thought it was pretty funny. Joel did a good, you know, pretty good Joel impersonation of the character from the movie. And the yep, the except <laughs> he was eating an apple the whole time, which is weird. <laughs> yes, not really something one would want to do during an autopsy. Sure, unless you've done it like a hundred times, and also you really like apples. Or if you're the doctor from Dead Alive and you're eating a sandwich, Joel doing an autopsy. Right. Oh, that's a good movie. That's a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I man, yeah. I wish we could watch movies up here. Yeah, my favorite part. Well, you mean other than these great MST three? Well, movies? other than the great, yeah. But I mean, in the the weeks between when we, 
you know. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, yeah. we can reenact movies. We can oh, reenact it alive. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of this second theater segment was uh, when um, they kept, you know, they just like in the real movie, they would zoom in on random parts of the environment. <laughs> yeah. And they had like what was obviously an elementary school classroom <laughs> skeleton prop just yes. hanging in the background. Yep. And they'd just zoom in on its face. Yep. And there was obviously a clock that uh, they sent an intern down to Walgreens to grab before the show. Yep. And they're like, oh, and don't forget the AAA battery. That Those run on AAAs. Yep. Yeah. They do. It was. It was I good. the very same clock in my bedroom growing up. Oh, I, wow. Seth Thomas? Yeah. Ah, oh, those are good clocks right there. Mm-hmm. Got to appreciate the Seth Thomases. I certainly didn't as a child. Well... You know, you never do appreciate how good clocksmanship when you're a kid. That's true. <laughs> well, let's go right into the third theater segment, which All was right. kind of a trickerino. Yes. A little, little bit. Uh, they bring back the old uh, say something good about the movie for some Ram Chips segment. Yep. Which, that hasn't gotten old yet ever. No, and it's it's it feels like it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they struggle to try to find something good to say. And several well, they keeps, can't. They can't, can't do it. No, they, you can't. It's impossible. Uh, they're about to go right into letters when Frank and, and Dr. Forrester interrupt. Uh, and they say, hey, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's still some more movie you have to watch. A little uh, a little something I like to call uh, PC Trips. That's uh, Phantom Creeps 3. That's pretty good. Yeah. That was, that was like some... some uh you know, like awesome hipster slang before awesome hipster slang was like. A I'm thing. trying to be more efficient in my language. Yep. PC trips, dog. Yep. <laughs> and eventually it's just going to be picked. Picked. Yep. Picked. Yeah, yours is better because yours is only one syllable. Yep. Ah. And then it's just like two short blanks. That's yeah. our signal for Phantom Creeps. Theory. Eventually it's just going to be a, a fast burst of, of air yep <laughs> that's weird <laughs> so uh yeah yeah so they have to, it, it was a, it was a surprise first of all it was a uh you know the mad showed up um before the end of the episode and not at the beginning of the episode mid episode right. uh, yep. and also they they swapped the short in the movie yeah which is this is the first time they've done that yes and it is yeah i i am not uh aware of another episode where they do that but yeah, i'm sure that one exists maybe well, perhaps we will yeah. <laughs> we will eventually find out all of them yes yeah um so in the final segment um after they have to watch uh joel and the boss <laughs> complain about being duped into a second movie uh and frank launches into a musical number honoring chauffeurs yes which i really feel like this is the point where tv's frank earns the title of tvs oh he's come into his own right here yeah right right then and there he's just so goofy and 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 but just so effortlessly laid back uh it's amazing yeah and i like his uh the juxtaposition of his singing voice um compared to tom servos i.e. Right. kevin murphy's yeah yes because frank like maybe a- not that good of a singer no uh but kevin murphy's got the them pipes man them yeah pipes. but frank's got the heart I mean, That's did true. you ever, uh, when we were back on Earth, did you ever see any episodes of the show, uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David? Oh, absolutely. The cast was full of people that could sing. Like, that's where uh, Jack Black got his start, um, was actually on that show. And oh, yeah. uh, every once in a while, Bob Odenkirk would insist on singing something, and it was always the worst. Mm. But he had so much gusto and just tried so hard that it was uh, it was very reminiscent of this. <laughs> he, uh, he, Yeah, he played the whiz on Tom Goes to the Mayor. 
Yep. Totally whizzed out. Yep. Bob Odenkirk does a lot of great stuff. Oh, that. Oh, I should have saved that for next week when we do our Bob Odenkirk audio log. That we. That's a whole other plot that we don't even talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got a secondary show where we just watch Bob Odenkirk stuff and, and do audio logs about it. It's Bob Odenkirk audio log. Oh, I love Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah. So. I liked him when he was Marshall's boss in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I have never seen that show. Well, it's got Bob Odenkirk in oh, well, it. Well, then I want to see it. Yep. For the other thing that we have to do to avoid being killed. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know, understand how we got into two of these situations. I don't know. We should probably never speak of it again. Yeah. And it's also weird that Bob Odenkirk is the one making us do the other thing. <laughs> He's such a cruel master. <laughs> He's like, watch all my things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I want to inter- introduce a, uh, a new... I, I just had this brainstorm for a new audio log segment. Okay. I don't know if you're on board, Wait, for but... for this one or for the Bob Odenkirk show? For, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ooh. We'll talk to Bob later okay. when he's threatening us with bodily harm. All right. Uh, but this... It might work for the Bob thing, but um, I, this is uh, something I like to call things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on. <laughs> I took some notes... <laughs> That's what we could call this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the winding flip gone. <laughs> okay. I like so that. So right at the very beginning when the credits are showing, there there's a Centerville. And that is an awesome Frank Zappa 200 Motels reference. And I am a, a huge fan of Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. And that made me happy in my, my Zappa hole. Okay. Yeah, which you probably don't have unless you're no. a really big fan. I do not. I'm no. sorry. Okay. So I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, um, I noticed and felt the need to comment on a callback, which was a callback to what was my favorite riff from Jungle Goddess, which was they showed a snake and Joel did the, hey, hey, kid. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I noticed uh, a creamy nougat-centered joke, which always kills. Yep. Oh, and Servo's head is not back to its normal gumball machine shape yet. No, it's still the weird house party head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's yep. uh, yeah. all all things that we noticed and felt the need to comment on. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, next week, now that I know this is a thing, uh, I'm going to bring more things that I noticed and felt the need to comment on. Okay, I'm sorry, I just threw that in your face. I love it though. I was I kept keeping on my toes. Well, it's just like Bob. Yep, our evil other evil overlord master. Yep. Yep. Well, considering the first one's dead, I think that, you know, Bob is our only evil overlord man. Oh, that's true. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, now, yeah, we... Well, no, I mean, crippling loneliness is kind of our other uh, overlord. Well, yeah, it's... It's... That's... I think that's everyone's. Isolation, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the cold, uh, infinite expanse of space for which we're forever cursed to wander. True. Those are all true things. Wow, I'm so bummed out right now. The stinger. <laughs> stinger time, second stinger. Second stinger. Uh, weird. Yeah, I guess that is the word for it. Weird. I, I feel like I'm going to have to smuggle in a tape recorder to record these so we don't have to read them because I think they lose their impact. Okay, yeah, we could do that. No, okay. We could do some audio recreations of the sure. stingers. You want to jump right into the theater and talk about the movie? Yeah, um, well, we had the short, which is Phantom Creeps, which yep. we, you know, we've talked at at nauseum about mm-hmm. um, previously. So we don't need yeah. really. It's just more blah blah. blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, the movie, uh, Ring of Terror, it was released in the cold February of 1962. Oh, my God. I, I bet that was the bitterest of Februarys. It was the worst February. It was absolutely the worst because this movie, I couldn't find a tagline. Yeah. I hope that if anyone took their significant other to see this movie on Valentine's Day of 1962, then they ended up alone. I hope so, too. <laughs> yes. I hope you're nobody's grandpa now. Yep. You should be. Who should who watched this movie in the theater? I was thinking, uh, since there's no tagline, do you want to try to make one up? Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so, all right. This is totally off the cuff here. I'm gonna make up a tagline for Ring of Terror. Okay. Ready? Okay. Why don't you go first, and I'll just kind of spitball off of you. Okay. Um, Ring of Terror. I don't think so. More like traumatic childhood. Uh, happenings. Oh, wait, no, that revealed part of the movie plot. Look out for the cat. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, uh, all right. Uh, so, you've made it through med school, and you're cutting apart a body. But make sure you're not the... Bo- this is terrible. I, I should have prepared more for this. <laughs> There's like... I like this. I like yours better. Maybe, maybe I'll next time if there's no tagline, I'll, I'll actually have something prepared. But um, there's really nothing on the internet about this movie that's a valuable asset to anyone. Um, well, I don't think that even the Joel and the bots could find that much about this movie because if you notice when they, when it started, Tom Servo had to uh, uh, reference Leonard Malton's Big Book of Movies. Oh. Which is essentially the internet of... Uh, it, it was the IMDb of 1992. Yeah, it was the old analog internet. Yep. IMDb. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, as I like to call it, IMDb. Im- Im- and I, I feel like maybe that was the only information they could find in the movie. Well, that's basically... Nothing has changed since then. So, yeah, most of the time, all I can find about these awful movies is that they were featured in a <laughs> episode of MST3K. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of their claim to fame, which is you know on an aside, real quick. That's kind of cool. Like if you if you made one of these movies that was just a stinker, but to still have it live on in infamy for being part of this TV show that everyone loves. Yeah, like that's kind of awesome, right? That is kind of awesome. Yeah, who doesn't hey, love this show, by the way? Other than the dead mad scientist guy. Yeah, I mean, no one that I know of. No. Yeah. Good. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm just saying, maybe those things are, uh, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you like MST3K, you live longer. Who knows? To every season, turn, turn, turn. Mm-hmm. There's this a is reason. The age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. It hey, is. Hey, Seth, you can give me a 20-second recap? Oh, snap. Let me wind up the watch here. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, I've come for you again. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Here's, here's Grandpa's watch. All right. You know, we've been up in space so long. I can't remember. Is this my grandpa's watch or your grandpa's watch? Oh, it's yours. Okay. It's yours. I feel like at this point we... That explains why it says to my grandson, Seth, on the back. Yep. Okay. We could be cousins, though, at this point. I don't know. I... I just mean, like, because we spent so much time together. I don't think that makes you related, though. (laughs) It's... That's not how it works? I, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was proximity and time. It made you related to somebody. We could be the only humans left, so we could make up the rules. Whoa, that's true and so sad. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. The whole, all of Earth could be ruled by apes. It's it's true. Really smart. how much time has passed. 
I don't know. I don't know relativity. I don't understand how it works. No, nope. E equals MC screwed something for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready. Right. I, I think I'm ready, but oh boy, I don't know if I'm ready. Okay. I think you're ready. Okay. Because you know what? On your mark, get set. 20-second recap. Okay, so this guy, he's, like, wandering through a graveyard. He's yelling for his cat, and then he sees a graveyard, um, like, thing, and he's like, oh, I remember this kid, and then it launches into this really crappy movie about some med students who want to pledge a frat, and then he ends up dying, and that's the end of the movie, and the guy finds his cat. 16 seconds. Oh, that was scary. I felt 16 seconds. It wasn't scarier than this movie. <laughs> this movie was so bad. I feel like I feel like this movie was in the vein of those movies that like was just bad, but then they taunted the audience into going and seeing them. Yeah, you know, for just like, oh, it's so scary that you won't be able to stand it. Like, yeah. I, I just uh, this movie was terrible. It was really like, bad. Nothing happened. Like at no. least in the other bad movies we watch, there's something that happens. Yeah, there's not nothing goes on. Yeah, but we're, we're like, jumping ahead a little bit to yeah, the, to the yeah, rate sorry, the movie sorry, sorry. segment. No, because we still have to talk about uh, a blue riff. Yes, I noticed a blue riff. Perhaps you noticed some other blue riffs. I noticed two blue riffs. Oh, excellent! Well, the blue riff I noticed was when it was very beginning. Uh, the female character, one of the female characters, says that it's going to start getting sticky here in a moment, and the bots are just like ah. And <laughs> Joel says, uh, "Hey, hey, let it lay, guys." <laughs> Pretty good. I like that. I, one. Uh, there, there were a uh, there was a scene where a bunch of the the female characters in the movie were sitting around, and it started the scene off with one of the girls talking about her date the previous night, and she goes, uh, "Quite frankly, I was never so bored in my life." And Crow goes, "Did you touch it?" <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty uh, good. Also very blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, well, well my, I think my uh, this this can we can we combine these two segments? Yeah, that'll be a great seg. Okay, because I want to also say the secondary blue riff and also one of my, if not my favorite riff from this movie, um, which wasn't really a riff. It was more of a, you, you know how they say that jazz is about the notes you don't play? Right. Well, this riff was about the riff they didn't make. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, the main character says to his girlfriend, uh, he goes, first of all, why are you so sore? And then Joel and the bot just all go, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was a blue riff, but uh, and it was yeah. your favorite riff. Yeah, it was good. Like it was, it, it just made me laugh in a way because they didn't say anything. They didn't have to. Yeah, they they yeah. led my mind to a yeah. place. They let you make the joke for yourself. Uh huh. And if you're anything like me, I personally feel that my jokes are the funniest. They are uh, to you to you. Yeah, your your yes. own jokes are your funniest things. So it's true. Well, I, you want to know what my favorite riff was? I would love to hear. What okay, is. you remember they're all in the the cafeteria uh, right after he beats the snake to death. Yeah, uh, the, which I the, literally think he beat a snake to death. I, yeah, I think so too. It was the fifties or sixties, man. I mean, yep. the animal cruelty was an accepted and welcome part of uh, society at the time. Yeah, it was. It was the norm. Yeah, you were considered a a, sal- a blouse wearing Sally if you didn't kill at least three animals a day. It was normal. Like it, it, it was. They had to fill a quota. Yeah, like, they had. To, you know, at the end of movies, now they put no animals were harmed in the making of this picture. Uh-huh. They had to put like right. several animals ed- were. Harmed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and bugs didn't count. You nope. couldn't like slap three bugs and be like, "Well, I killed three bugs," because everybody knows that bugs don't have souls. Nope. That's straight from the Vatican. You guys, if you need to write me a letter, I have facts <laughs> on that. So, all right, my favorite riff is when that lead couple 
comes into the cafeteria. Uh, it's kind of a stupid. <laughs> Servo says, uh, yeah, we just finished making out our wills. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one because they're old. Yep. So, they're super old. It, they're let's so, let's so talk about old. let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Okay. So it was obvious that the people in this movie were too old to be playing. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, college college kids. They, they were too Which, old to be playing college professors. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Well, what but in the you, what college in, have you gone to? The context of my joke about how old they are. Um. Yeah. They they were just. You're right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I was just goofing. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I ruined your goof. No, it's okay. Um. But, I mean, they they weren't that old. No, they, they were you know fifties. I would say between thirty and forty five. Yeah, but in nineteen sixty two, forty five is the equivalent to like a hundred and eight. That's true. In today's, they, I guess they were old in nineteen sixty two because of all you know all the cigarettes. Yeah, think about it, in nineteen sixty two they had just found out that cigarettes were deadly bad for you. Before yeah. that, everyone was just like, these things are awesome. Yep. Oh, I they'll, don't gain weight. Um, fill you with vim and vigor. They they satisfy your T zone. Like yep. people literally, the the idea of cigarettes being lethal was just as new as Justin Bieber's debut album is today, and we all know that that is lethal as well. Yes, lethally adorable. Yeah. Wait, no. Lethally the bad. No. Uh. Yeah. I mean. But they kept making jokes about how old the people were. But, mm-hmm. like, it, it, you, it, I, I, just over-exaggerating, imagining them as, like, these decrepit people, like, making hearing aid jokes, <laughs> making, you know, can't walk up the stairs jokes. And, like, it, was, it wasn't just, like, a thing they called back to, you know, 10, 12 times out of the, the It was a movie. running joke theme. It was, it, it was constant, too. It was a barrage of every time there was a group of people, it was just, like... <laughs> Let's just focus on the fact that they're too old and uh, make old jokes. It was great. I liked it a lot. I see it got on my nerves. Oh, I just thought it was I just never got tired of them talking about how old these people were. I know that they I know that they're capable of, of jokes that are better than that. Ah. Uh, it was like if in the jungle goddess they just kept making jokes about how they're in the jungle. Right. Okay. Or how, how the, the the trees look plastic or something. <laughs> like it's 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 not the fact that the joke itself wasn't clever, but it just wasn't clever like the fiftieth time. Okay. Yeah. No, All that's right. Just, that's just me. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. You know, I think there's something we can both agree on is that this movie was terrible. Yeah, you want to rate this terrible movie? Oh gosh, yes. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a one out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a one out of ten also. Yeah. Because it was awful. There it was... wasn't even a movie. No, it was just like uh, it was like a really bad attempt to make a Twilight Zone episode with like some let's make fun of fat people jokes yeah and like you it was it was like that combined with what was I guess probably the late 50s early 60s version of a teen like sex romp movie I guess because there was like kissing and there was that part where like the one girl the guy's girlfriend like kissed that other guy as a joke oh yeah because she's loose this was the American Pie of its day. Exactly. This was this was like Van Wilder, but with a cat <laughs> and a dead body. Yuma, Yuma. <laughs> By the way, when I was a kid growing up in New Jersey, uh, my uncle uh, Paulie always complimented me on my sense of humor. 
<laughs> on Yuma. I'm pretty sure the cat's name is Puma. Was it Puma? But, yeah. I thought it was Yuma. No, he just couldn't say it. He oh. called him Puma. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that old-timey accent. Yep. Puma, Puma. okay. Puma. <laughs> I, well, I my uncle never... I can't be a Jaguar and a Puma. <laughs> and it, uh. don't look out for the Tigers. <laughs> and the Leones. Yeah. Is that a thing? In the giraffes. <laughs> it's a bob cat. Animals. That doesn't work. No. I, I pushed it too far. I'm sorry. A wee-eyed cat? <laughs> Not as good as the puma. 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 See, all this time I was wondering why he was he was yelling out the name of a small New Mexico, or excuse me, Arizona border town. Yuma? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that movie. <laughs> Like the, or like the small Arizona border town, Yuma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, maybe maybe the cat was named Yuma. Um, I don't know. I think you're probably right. Puma makes more sense for the well, name of a cat. Also, uh, the freshest kicks for all my b boys. True. Pumas. I had a friend in college who lived on a street called Yuma. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did he have a good yeah. sense of Yuma? Uh, nobody owned a puma. A puma. Yep. Let's rate this episode. Sure. I I uh, I thought the uh, the riffing was good. Uh, fast came at you fast. I didn't think it was particularly. Uh, you know, it didn't take it to the next level. I would probably give this episode uh, a seven out of ten. Pleasantly, um, uh, surprise. Not oh god, not pleasantly surprised. It was pleasantly <laughs> adequate. How was that? Okay. I was enough. pleased the whole time. I was never annoyed. I enjoyed sure. the okay. episode, but it wasn't a breakout episode where I was just on the floor. Okay. So. Fair enough. Seven out of ten. I thought that the riffing in this episode was you know fast and strong um, until they just kept making the same jokes over and over again. Okay. I feel like this is kind of a throwaway episode. Um, yeah, I kind of probably my least favorite one. I mean, the movie was terrible. Um, and at least in in the other movies we've watched this season that I hated, like Side Hackers. Oh one God, that comes to mind. Uh, at least the riffing was was good. It was on point. Right. And I feel like they just they had the whole thing with just making the same joke over and over again just really bugged me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give this one a five out of ten. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Middle of the road, pretty average. Woo. Yeah, uh, these aren't these aren't uh, scores in in percentages like grades. These are scores uh, as though we were a video game magazine. Right. Well, no. If we were a video game, then it'd be like, yeah, let's give this an eight out of ten. It's terrible. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to insist that when you're giving it a five out of ten, means it's average. Okay. Yeah. There. Yes. Finally. Thank you. Yeah. Speak the truth. Yep. I would like to say I thought the I, I'm the electronic gaming monthly of uh, podcast reviews of MSD3K episodes. Uh, I am the game pro, and I give this a four on Fun Factor. Is that with the uh, the guy whose eyes are open but not as wide as they can be? Mm-hmm. His hair is crazy. He's not grinning. As crazy as He's be. grinning, but his mouth is not agape. Okay, and he doesn't have an explosion behind him. No explosion, and he's not purple. Okay. So four okay. Fun Factor. Cool. And that's on a scale five, folks. It's great. Mine's out of ten, but I yeah, uh, man. Hey, did we get any uh, letters up here? 
Yeah, we did. You know it. Awesome. So. I see them floating around. Maybe we should like switch the letter gravity back on, which is nah, so it's specific. Fun. It's fun to have them floating around. I know, but it's just so bizarre to me that it's specifically only four letters. That yeah, it's fine. Okay. Right. Don't worry about it. It's it's fun because it's like we have a bunch. You know, uh, did you ever see uh, the Sword in the Stone? Disney's The Sword in the Stone. Of course. Cartoon? I'm fairly certain there's a scene where the wizard makes a bunch of envelopes fly like birds, and I pretend oh, like I'm Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Then I pretend I'm a squirrel. I just wish that we could turn the gravity off for grapes so we could eat those while they floated around, like mm, astronauts. I'll, I'll see about that. Or maybe, like, turn the gravity off for, like, uh, edible liquids. Yes, like tomato yeah. soup. Mm-hmm, yeah. That, ooh, that sounds dangerous. That could be hot. Ooh. That could be a little scalding. You know, if we follow the instructions, though, on the can, we're going to be fine. So that's a little yeah, but cool I'm down. just saying if it's flying around and you're trying to catch it, and let's say, you know, <laughs> you move a little bit and it just hits you in the eye. Right, and just a scalding, perfect, perfectly spherical blob of... Yeah, and who are you going to sue up here? Nobody. Yeah. So. And who is also going to give us medical attention... When uh, our, that's true. Each other, eyes. and I don't like I don't like that scenario. No, I don't want you to patch up my scalded eye. No, I would definitely not want you to have to flush hot tomato and basil <laughs> particles out of my. Mm. You know what I like to do is I like to crush up some goldfish crackers. So that would also be there'd be particulate matter that uh, would have yeah, to be dealt awful. with. It sounds delicious, but awful. Awfully delicious. Yeah, I think let's just let's just compromise and turn off the popsicle gravity. <laughs> I like that. that. I right. just want little jokes to go flying by my face, and I have to eat the popsicle to get the punchline. Yeah, unless they print it wrong, then it's the punchline, and then it's a confusing popsicle. Well, then it's like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you have to scroll down to see the right. joke. Yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> good. I like it. Good. Hey, we got a uh, we got some stuff on Facebook. Our friend Adam sent us this awesome thing. Uh, he he talks about how he uh, he tries to guess the stingers before every episode. Oh man, and that's awesome. Us, we should do that. Cool, I, I agree. Except we don't do this until. Oh, or we could write it down before. Yeah, while we're sitting. Okay. While we're watching. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we we could try and do that. It could be an added segment. But uh, Seth, when you were back on Earth, did you ever play the uh, the game uh, Dungeons and Dragons? I yeah, I did. Okay, so you're you're uh, you're familiar with the character alignment grid going from lawful good to chaotic evil? Yeah, I might be. Yeah, he uh, he has he says this is his desktop background, but he's got stingers from uh, a bunch of MST3K episodes uh, that are assigned to every alignment of character you can have in D&D. No way. Yeah, which is a pretty sweet combination. That is amazingly yeah. dedicated. Wow. Yeah. Did he so if, make that? or is this I something? assume so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. If he, uh, if, so if you want that for your desktop background, it is on our uh, Facebook page. Um, it's under our uh, last episode, so... You can find it there, right? And, and if you want the uh, the desktop background that I used to have, well, it's, I presumably still have it on my laptop at Earth. Uh, just search uh, in Google uh, Roadhouse Dalton. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Do you search desktop background for that, or is it just a picture you had tiled on there? Uh, no, you don't want to tile it. There, are there are. Sure? Oh, you don't want to tile it. You want it to fit your screen. Mm. You Fair want enough. his piercing eyes to greet you every time you start up your computer. 
Yeah, I fill you with suppose. a strength that you didn't know you had. If that's if that's the way you do, I do that with uh, uh, with Ariel from Little Mermaid. She is also another good one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, she wants to be where the people are. Yep. She <laughs> wants to see them, to see them dancing. Uh, our friend Steve also wrote to us on Facebook. Um, so, okay, a little backstory. Last episode, uh, there was a, uh, a pre-commercial like interlude skit uh, where Mike Nelson played a cosmonaut named yes. Sergei with his broken, broken robots. Um, apparently, according to Steve... Um, Sergey was a real person. I'm sure there are probably like hundreds, if not thousands, of Sergeys. Well, no, no. This was a uh, this was an actual Sergey who was oh. a cosmonaut who was stranded in space. Oh, that's awful. Is that yeah. that really happened? Yeah. Well, check this out. Okay, so uh, this this Sergey was was uh, he the, the uh, USSR shot Sergey up into space, right? Because Steve posted this article on there, which I found fascinating. I'm just going to try and. Uh, just, just real, real quick. Go, go over this article. Give kind of a synopsis of it. So Sergey gets shot up in space by the USSR. While Sergey is in space, he has this mission to do, and he needs to get orders to come down from space, right? Okay. So while Sergey is up in space, USSR dissolves. Oh! All of a sudden, no one cares about Sergey. Oh, oh no! Or the orders for him to return home. Oh no! So then finally, uh, either someone tells him to come home or he just makes a decision to himself. I don't remember which. Uh, Sergei, you know, flies back down, lands in part of what used to be the USSR, but now is just a, you know, an independent country. Because right. the USSR dissolved uh, while Disputed he zone. How freaky would that be? <laughs> just to be wow. like, yeah, so I'm leaving. Everything's cool, right? See you guys in a bit. And you come back and you're like, uh-oh. Well, like we said earlier, that's a very good chance that if we ever get back to Earth, it's going to be ruled by sentient apes. Yeah, we we uh, crash in what was used to be um, Earth's Montana mm-hmm. um, in the United States. And it is actually uh, Ape Dome. Yep. Uh, dome of the apes. Ape shall never kill ape. Mm-hmm. That's Only one of their commandments. Except except for an Ape Dome. Uh, right. <laughs> That's where two apes enter and one ape leaves. Uh huh. Yeah. No, you're you're thinking of Ape Thunderdome. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Yeah, Ape Dome. They can both enter and they can both leave as long <laughs> as they pass a mediated session. It's more of a right. Uh, yeah, it's more for those hippy dippy apes. Right. Sure. Sure. Those, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those non-violent apes. The ones as long as they both agree the to it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. They, those are for the apes that did not find the monolith. <laughs> yeah. Then you got those apes, the apes down over there in the east with the uh, you know ape thunderdome and the bones and yep, yeah. <laughs> Do we get well, any other letters? Uh no, that's all. That's okay, all. well those are great. Yeah, those are those are great. I'm, yeah. Uh, so thanks, uh, thanks Steve, thanks Adam. Yeah. I'm going to uh, make that my new desktop background, and I, I recommend that you do as well. Everyone should. Yep. And I'm looking at you. I know, yeah, I'm I know. just pointing I at... Know. I wasn't pointing at you. No, but you were. Well, but I was more I know like... you're looking. I'm here with you. I can see you. I know, but I was pointing more towards... It was no, a metaphorical you were, you pointing. you pointing and looking directly at me. Well, I was hoping Earth is in that direction. I don't... I suppose... And points can go through. I don't have to point at When you, you. say you're looking at you... No, but a point could be an x-ray point. You can point through something. I, I hey, think, look at that! I and I can point... At you. No, if there was a gorilla behind you with a with a 
about to smash your face, and I said, look at that, and I pointed at you. You right. wouldn't look at where I was. Oh, look, what That's am true, I? but if you say, hey, what's up with you, and you pointed at me, but you were actually pointing at the gorilla, oh. I would be confused, and so would the gorilla. Because the that's gorilla would be true. like, me, and I'd be like, me? Well, and also, I'd realize there would be a gorilla there, so that's also an effective strategy. Right, the gorilla, and gorillas only can sign, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to sign American Sign Language. Mm-hmm. We need, just in case that happens, we need to be able to sign the name Amy in Gorilla. <laughs> I don't know that gorillas have their own sign language. I think they speak or sign American Sign Language. Uh, it's, it's I only know UK Sign Language. Don't ask me how. Yeah. It's a long story. Yeah. It's okay. I know, uh, I know Swahili Sign Language. That is so weird. Yeah, it's weird. And, and and actually, I learned Esperanto sign language because mm. that's a little bit of every language uh, combined into a confusing language oh, that no one speaks. That, that, but it follows all the rules of logic. Mm-hmm. And also, you, it's the only way that you can understand what the king of the cosmos is saying um, <laughs> in some interludes in Katamari Damacy. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish I hadn't wasted all my time learning Klingon sign language because <laughs> I basically made that up. Right. And also, if we run into any Klingons out here, we better hope that they're in the story arc before they found the uh, bird of prey that can fire while cloaked. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We'll be doomed. Yeah, I know, I know right? Doomed. Doomed. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what would happen if somebody wanted to write us a letter? How would they do that? Uh, they would go lots of ways. They could uh, they could send us a letter to mail at gizmonicinstitutesradio.com. Mm-hmm. They could... Go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute's Radio. Yeah, it's that's great. That's a good one. And that that's is a good one. That's where you can go to get that awesome desktop background or read about Sergey, the the sad, forlorn... The sad USSR, cosmonaut. The cosmonaut, yeah, who Mike Nelson was portraying. And, you know, yeah. you don't even have to write us letters. You can just like it because you like yeah. us. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, just hang out there. And, or you can, uh, if your letter is 140 characters or less... Uh, you can tweet at us at msd3k underscore podcast. Yep. We had we had a lot of people on our Twitter this week. We uh, we got some new followers. My favorite oh, new my follower gosh, is uh, Hulk Hulk Hogan's uh, Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. Oh, Pasta Mania <laughs> I life. love Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. Yep. And uh, yeah, shout out shout out to Pasta Mania for life. Uh huh. And uh, you know we had, we had a lot of people at Gear Feathers at Gemini Rose talking about our show. Um, oh, at at claymation howl, at terrible Jake, just a bunch of a bunch of real good dudes, real good people. Uh huh. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. At at Pat Action, I like that guy. He's, I like that guy good. too. At Extra Life Church, classic classic like, Twitterer. Always uh, he he he's thing. one of the the great Twitterers, the great underappreciated Twitterers. Yep. Yeah, at Tim Seppola. All these people. These people are great. Thank you for uh, tweeting at us, following us this week. You guys are great. Yeah. And all our friends on Facebook who uh, who Twittered at us. Or tw- yeah, all our friends on Facebook who Twittered at us. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. It's just so all one you thing got, now. You, you, you pointed at me, and now I'm thinking about pointing, I, and I, I'm distracted. Sorry. I won't point anymore. And I'm looking at Twitter handles, and I'm thinking about you pointing at people on Twitter, and that's distracting me. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. This whole thing is messed up, so... Can people leave us reviews on iTunes? They sure can. Should they? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's the correct answer. You, if you want to, just go on iTunes and just leave us a review. If you don't have the time for a review, just click those stars. Click them up. 
Five click, star. Click, Do it up. Quattro. Click, 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 click. No, wait. That's not Quattro. <laughs> Cinco. Cinco stars. You can put those on iTunes, and we will love you, and yeah. we'll appreciate it. That'll bring us up in the iTunes ratings. So yeah, it's a good way nice. to have other people find the show. Because, like, you know... I, it, we, we we want we if you enjoy our show, we want other people to enjoy it as much as you do, right? So you can tell them, but you don't know everybody. Because no. if you knew everybody, then we would not be up here in space. Because no, then we you would have you used your oddly like sentient, weird, I guess friend base to uh, build a rocket ship and bring us down yep. from space, please. Rescue. I mean, um, but since you don't know everybody, you can give us a review on iTunes and it helps people it. find it. Do it. Do it to it and tell your friends. And if you're at a con we, we love. and you or like a live riff tracks and you meet one of the members of the cast, just be like, "Hey, have you guys heard this uh, podcast? Yeah, you know <laughs> the one that uh, uh, J. Elvis Weinstein was on. Yeah, you, you should check it out. You should check it out. I'm just hey, saying, Seth. You know who's awesome? Who's awesome? iTunes user Gear Feathers. Yeah? Because they left us a review this week. Okay. Because they are the best. Uh, Gear Feathers? Uh-huh. I like the name. Yes. I'm I trying do. to it, picture that in my head, and I can't. I, I love it. I'm either thinking of a... I got something like, to do now. A steampunk ostrich? <gasps> yes! Or, oh, my God, with a top hat and a monocle. Yes, that's pretty good. Or, yes. um... Gear Feathers could also be um, Marcus and Dom from Gears of War, but reimagined as chickens. But they are! That's the thing! Those chickens yeah. are in the game. They are. They're cover, cover-based chicken shooter. It's an Easter egg. Oh! oh, wah, 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 wah. I, I like it. I like it, too. Yep. That was excellent. No! Well, maybe we should... I, I should extract us from this audio log. Uh, we'll try and extrapolate a joke from all of this. Ooh, that sounds very good. Well, yolk's on you. Oh! I can't stop. Help me. Protein! Oh, omelets. <laughs> okay, that's done. Now let's get to work. Hey, guys. What now? Is there something wrong with the ship, or do you just want to play some game? Listen, you're in a mood, and I get that. For whatever reason, you've apparently decided that you hate me, and that's fine. I just thought you'd like to know that while you were doing the audio log, a strange ship appeared outside and began hailing us. Wait, seriously? Yeah. You want me to bring them up on the view screen? More distractions! But what if they're friendly? What if they can help us get back to Earth? Sure. Fine. Whatever. We could basket! We could basket! Pancake! Pancake! No, 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 The bird women, they're here! This is the end! The end! Edamame! Edamame! Travel expenses! Wicker basket! Uh, this is weird. What should we do? Well, logically, we would consult Seth to find out what happens in his dream, and we would do that. Sounds good to me. Seth, how does your dream usually go? Everything ever is always on fire! There is no ice cream! This is how it ends! Obviously he isn't any help. Seth, snap out of it. This isn't your dream and nothing is going to end. I just need you to focus because I have an idea. Because the bird women... They... Waka waka dooby doo, glass jar! Glass jar! 
Hey, don't mind them. I have an idea. And I need you to do exactly what I say, no matter how insane it sounds. Okay. I don't know what you think you're doing, but you probably shouldn't do it. Seth, I need you to install this new old-timey radio app in Nullbot. Wait. Seriously? That's weird, and I don't know what it has to do with the bird women, but if you say so... Seth, do it. Okay. Okay. Okay, there. Installed. Great. Uh, now begin the procedure to shut down Nullbot. Wait. Really? Ah, no, dog. This robot don't shut down for realsies. Seth, do it. I swear if you do this, I'll never forgive you. And both of your birthdays are canceled forever, and we'll never ever... Alright. Shutdown sequence initiated. Now what? Hold on. This is gonna get rough. Will our heroes make it? What is Jeff talking about? If everybody just insane, what will happen to everyone's favorite character, Nobot? Tune in next week for the Throwing Conclusion.